you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Around the NFL Podcast. Does it slip in the shower? Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. What's happening? Let's hear it for the boys. I always I always enjoy how the opening of the show, the tone of Dan's voice, you can tell if either the Patriots have lost or the Jets have won that day. We know the Jets are out done for the season, so one of those things happened. Yes. Well, spoiler alert, yeah, the Patriots <laughs> lost on Sunday. And uh, I, as I promised, Greg, I, I'm, you know, I'm not being a jerk. I, I never rubbed anything in. Everybody, I was getting a ton of tweets. Oh, you must be really giving it to Greg right now. What am I, a, a effing monster? No, I'm, I don't do that. That's the fan code. You don't do that. Well, sometimes people do it. But if we had to tape this well, they're monsters. right after the game, then, you know, I'd be a little surlier. The, uh, the emotions are raw, but we had that entire uh, beat down by the Panthers to watch for. for right. Four well, and also you're not. It was a cool down. You're not invested. Admittedly, you're not really. Like, I was crushed when the Jets lost a regular season game to miss the playoffs like eight hours later. You're already kind of over it. I you tell. seem to take it very well. It well, really that cares. it's all a facade. It's all on the inside. Uh, I was like, you're going to go home and like shed tears. Well, no. What? At this point, I've I've started to move on. But the the during the game, it's like two feeling, hours after the game, it was it's four or five, right? But it's the tightness during the game and the tension during the game and the pain during the game is real. Uh, that was that's about as painful a loss as there's been. Those are again foreshadowing clouds rolling into yeah. Foxborough some storms i have i've pushed down some of that fandom but once you get to the final four i mean these are kind of the games where you can't you can't help you're playing with house money when you're this close when you're this close have i mentioned by the way um that this podcast is presented by scott trade wow no good tease scott trade you want you like money wes 
I need more of it, but yes. I, well, I like the little that I have. Wes, I'm trying to get a catchphrase going here. You like money, Wes? Absolutely. You want more of it? No question. Hey, call up my friend, Scott. Hey, Trade. Scott. <laughs> Nailed well, it. that's how you get more money. There you go, Wes. Bang. How long were you That's what on? I've been missing out on all wow. along. Okay. Scott Trade. Mark, you've been quiet so far. Um, tough, tough day for you, obviously. We'll get into it. Big day for Peyton Manning. Your pats go out. <laughs> Well, all of that is incorrect. I mean, I thought they were – I was expecting two classics, especially the late game, and we can get into it, but that game was a stinker. So, you know. The late game, we – yeah, it just shows we don't know anything. I think everyone in our predictions, I think they were all high-scoring one-point games, basically. Uh, I think Mark – Wes and I had 31-30 uh, with a flip and who would win. Uh, Mark saw an 88-yard Cam Newton touchdown run in overtime to win it. Greg stopped doing picks, so I don't remember what. No, he I, I picked the Cardinals in a close one. But uh, that game was anything but close. We'll get to that, obviously. So we're going to get to the New England Denver game. We'll get to the Carolina Arizona game. We will check in on our prop bets that we made on Thursday. Uh, our Thursday. We're show. calling our, our "Go Get My Lunch." Go get my prop. lunch, you human garbage. <laughs> uh, and then we'll, we'll peek ahead at the Super Bowl. There's two weeks until the game. And, of course, we will, as a group, be going to San Francisco. Uh, hashtag blessed. Um, so, you know, Mark disgusted by me right now. What are you talking about? You just about? rolled your eyes at me. I don't know if that, you know, hashtag this is our job. This is what we do. <laughs> we just roll in and do our job. Gotcha. All right. So. Why Mark has we... a simmering low-level disgust for something right now. I don't know what it is. I, Get it I off think your chest, the over-analysis which is also incorrect, is a problem. We're eight minutes into the show. Let's start analyzing things correctly. <laughs> All right. That's fair. So let's get into it. <laughs> we're we're going to get to the bottom of this by the end, of the, by the end of the show. I mean, I don't understand why, you know, the nitpicking is going on already. Let's just get into the games, which right, we're great, let's, sort of. <laughs> we'll start at mile high. And uh, a game in which the New England Patriots, the defending Super Bowl champions, Enter this game as favorites. All four of us, for instance, picked the Pats to win the game. Uh, but immediately, gentlemen, things didn't play out the way a lot of people expected. The The Broncos scored two quick first-half touchdowns, uh, taking advantage of some shoddy play from pay, uh, Tom Brady, but it wasn't really on Tom Brady necessarily, at least not completely. He took a beating in this game, a savage beating. In, in fact, he was hit 20 times in this game, sacked a bunch, pressured into throws, the Denver defensive line and secondary really, son of bum, Wade Phillips, deserves a lot of credit. They got the job done. And then, near the end of the game, after the Broncos uh, offense, Greg sputtered out. It gave Tom Brady one last chance at the end of the game. He leads uh, the Patriots down the field, converts a fourth and ten to Rob Gronkowski. I mean, what a, what an amazing play and that's that was. That's one of the best plays of Brady and Gronk's career. Absolutely. Uh. Um, and, you know, even as a, a Tom Brady hater like myself, how can you not respect the guy for what he was able to do? Gets him in the red zone, then hit, hooks up again with Gronk on a, a play where Gronk just showed off why he's a, a man amongst boys. Uh, then they need the two-point conversion. They can't convert the two-point conversion, and that was it. Uh, onside kick recovery by Denver. 2018, the Broncos going to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years, and the Pats going home. Chris Wessling, uh, get us going. Your thoughts about this game, which did not play out how we or a lot of other people thought. When's the last time you saw three players combined for 15 quarterback hits? Von Miller owned Marcus Cannon. Derek Wolf has started to channel J.J. Watt over the last month, and Demarcus Ware had seven hits 
on Tom Brady. It was an incredible performance by the Broncos' defense. I doubted that they were still dominant, and they showed today that they – this was the best game they've played since since September on defense, I think. And, and I talked about it this week, that the players are there to have that sort of performance that they've shown. I always think with a, with a great team who's shown greatness and the players are there, they always have a potential to have that sort of game. And, and you said it, that's exactly what happened. 15 quarterback hits, that's the most any team – has had in the NFL this year before this game. And that's what just those three players had. And what it ended up with 20, you wrote about it. That's the most since Charlie Fry got hit 20 times 10 years ago. So By the Ravens. So and you got to give Tom Brady credit. He's a 38-year-old man who's been playing this league for 16 years. To even survive this game just shows you what a competitor he is. Well, that's, a, that's a beating. Well, survive it and... That's why. That's one reason why it hurts so much. One is they could have they could have won this game. I think you get to a neutral field. I would have loved to see what they could do against Carolina. Just what what a game that could have been. But the the thing is, they get into scoring position three times in the last seven minutes. So they were knocking on the door. The one fourth down doesn't work. They get down there again, stopped again on the fourth and one, and then they get down again with one of the best plays in. Brady's career uh, to Gronk mm. and then a total miracle play by Gronk on fourth and six at the goal line and suddenly you're within two points and you're that close to what would have been maybe the most epic comeback or, or finish in Brady's career and there's been been a lot I mean they, they had that right there on the table yeah but I also think this game completely revealed a Patriots team that is too banged up their offensive line was a nice story. You're shuffling players around more than any team in the NFL. But what they did last week, which was come out with a quick pass attack and essentially scrap the run game, you can't do that against this defense. And we did. We all picked the Patriots, but we weren't disrespecting Denver's defense during the week. And there were questions about can Brady repeat what they did against the Chiefs this time? And absolutely not. The Chiefs have a good pass rush. They never got to him. Completely different story today. I mean, we watched Marcus Cannon get turnstiled over and over by Von Miller, who was dominant today. You, absolutely. It went beyond the pass rush. You're seeing some of these plays right now. Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola got crushed on slants and crossing routes exactly. by, uh, by T.J. Ward and Darian Stewart. And then even uh, Shiloh Keo had a big hit. Well, Shiloh Kao was a big part of the final play, and we might as well talk about that now because I thought it was a fitting end to the game. Tom Brady made a bad decision because pressure came quickly in his face. DeMarcus Ware was coming after him, and then Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, was coming after him, and he decided to throw across his body to Julian Edelman. Now, I think Patriots fans and Tom Brady, when, when they see the, the all-22 of that play, you see Rob Gronkowski getting single-covered by Shiloh Kao. And you see Rob Gronkowski with a whole lot of lot of grass in front of him running to to the side of the the pylon. And Phil Simms totally botched it. So people I think missed it when they, he was talking about the replay. But that's one of those just what if type of moments that if Brady his vision had just kind of go to his secondary receiver which was Gronk Maybe he makes that play. Well, what about the what-if moments where he kept missing James White, and James White is culpable for what were essentially sort of drops or wasn't there on target? I he mean, He has to make those plays. There were, it was Some one play them. after the next. But that's part of the problem when you're targeting a limited player like James White on deep uh, deep balls down the sideline. I mean, he's, you can't expect him to make all those plays. And, uh, it, and by the way, let me just go back to the, the, the two-point conversion. Yep. Greg, you had that freeze-framed on your screen at your desk. <laughs> so before we completely write off Greg as a Pats fan, that was sticking with him hours after the game. 
you just you see Gronk single teamed in your dreams, don't you? I do. I mean, I I, I froze it because I wanted people to see. It just seemed like it got lost in the shuffle right there. That 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 they had a chance on that play uh, to make a little history to send it to overtime. Wouldn't have that been delicious? But the Broncos in to the James White play. Some of those plays didn't work because Brady had to throw the ball too quickly too. And that's on the passers. It, it was a mirror. It's amazing that the the Patriots, for everything that went wrong in this game, outgained Denver by 90 yards and were in that position to take a lead in the fourth quarter. Well, I mean, it's amazing that that they believed James White was by far their best offensive option at that point. And yeah, it, so they kept going one on one with a linebacker. It's amazing he has to make that play. It's amazing, but it's also part and parcel of what we talked about with the Broncos, which their offense is not the reason they're in the Super Bowl on any level, and they're going to have to find a way for the defense to neutralize Cam Newton in that Carolina attack because it was the Denver offense that had chance over and over in the fourth quarter to end this thing, and they kept giving the ball back to Brady one time after the next. If you're a Broncos fan, that is concerning. It was maddening to watch that. I th- they, they played scared but on offense. I think they – they definitely took the air out of the ball. They, they, Peyton Manning has done a great job uh, over the last two weeks not killing the team with mistakes. And I think they, they were felt probably, if I'm thinking I'm the Broncos coaching staff, we got two touchdowns out of Peyton in the first half. We think we've scored enough points to let the defense hold it up. We are not going to do anything to let this game slip away because our quarterback made a mistake. That's how it seemed to me. I would be a little nervous still if I'm a Broncos fan because the offense did nothing in the second half. Uh, we'll get more into Peyton's first half in a second, Greg. What were you going to say? Well, just that they're the best closers in the NFL. You know, we can say they're lucky, but they've beaten playoff team after playoff team in the fourth quarter. They're a good team uh, with the lead, I believe, because they're a running game and because of their defense and that lets the pass rushers go. And that's why Bill Belichick took the ball first because they're such a good team with the lead. The Patriots wanted to get out on top. So I think Gary Kubiak, when he's got a lead, is thinking – we're going to, like you said, make sure we don't make a mistake. And if we, you know, we're just going to be very conservative. If we happen to give up a lead, we're only going to be down, what, two or three points, and we've shown we can make that comeback. Well, they might be the best closers in the AFC. I'm not the NFL. I mean, they, what about the They're Carolina the best cl- tight game. They, they almost handed this time. game away. They I mean, have they, 11 wins by seven points or less. That, that's what I'm saying. The most in NFL history. That's what I'm saying is whether you can say it's a little lucky, but whatever you want to call it, mojo, they believe they're going to win close games because they do it every single time. You weren't concerned, though, by the offense going three and out they over and over. They just won the AFC. No, what's there to be concerned I, about? I just am asking from a d- next game when you play I'm, a team like the we Panthers. Haven't even, we haven't even mentioned their special teams. They were dominant on special teams against the Steelers. That was the difference in that game. And then today, Goskowski misses the extra point while McManus has hit drilling 52-yard field goals. And the field position, how many games did – how many drives right. did Brady start – in the shadow of his own goal line. Mm, yeah. this, that Gostowski miss, and this will be the season, the first season where they move back the post. You know he doesn't miss that if it's the old rules. So, in a way, Greg, the, the new rules directly led to your boys going home. <laughs> Conspiracy? Well, I always liked this rule until now. <laughs> now I don't <laughs> like it. No, I'm kidding, but Gostowski had hit 55 extra points this year. He hadn't missed one since December 31st, 2006. 523. But that was blocked. But that wasn't the same extra point. So you can really only talk about this this year's extra point. But that was 50-plus. So that's a pretty big sample size. The odds on him missing that, and he said after the game, you know, put it all on me. And and with Peyton Manning, I think the way I look at it, what he deserves a lot of credit for is basically when they turn the team over to Brock Osweiler, 
They wanted to give it to a young guy who was a little more mobile, maybe had you know more upside at this point, and it was like, you know, make some plays, don't kill us, and then we'll trust the rest of our team, defense and special teams. And to Kubiak's credit, he gave the team back to Peyton, hoping Peyton would play ball on this and take the step back and become just the supporting player. And that's exactly what Manning's done. I give him a ton of credit because I don't think a guy like Brett Favre could have ever done this. I don't know if there's a lot of star quarterbacks that could really become a bit player the way Manning is and be okay with the fact that they weren't giving him a chance to close out that game in the second half. And he did make the plays in the first half. I mean, that first drive, he, I mean, that looked like old Peyton, lead, and that dictated the flow of the entire game. Uh, he made a, he missed Emmanuel Sanders before that second touchdown pass, but then th- threw a really pretty ball to uh, Owen Daniels, who was supposed to be eradicated by Vernon Davis, by the way. That didn't work out. Jamie Collins is going to have nightmares about Owen Daniels, of all people. So Peyton, at the end of the day, uh, legacy game, by the way, guys. We talked about this, like who this loss would hurt more for. The reason why for, it kills Brady for me, because I think – Peyton Manning now is three and one, uh, and this is not all quarterback, but three and one quarterback, uh, or three and one in the AFC title game. It's still eleven six, I believe, overall. But to win three of the four title games, that's big when you look back uh, down the line. I really think that means something for Manning, and it's a big, it's a big picture of this. I think if you're a Broncos fan, you can talk yourself into being somewhat excited about Peyton Manning you mentioned that opening drive which looked like 2013 Manning and I thought his mobility was better today than it's been all year absolutely and scrambled for a first down when I, when I was saying is that a concern to me it's like that's missing the point we'll get to that and we'll, we'll that'll play out but today they're the AFC champions you know today you, you a week ago you guys were saying I didn't even believe the fact that this was a tough matchup for them that I didn't even well be- that I didn't even believe my own talking that this was not the matchup they wanted to see because the Broncos' defense was so good. Greg was right. I owe you an apology. You Everything you said about this game was true, that the Patriots' offensive line was a major concern. It was concern. a terrible matchup for them. The Broncos' defensive line was incredible, and then you mentioned the concerns about the ru- Patriots' running game, and you were dead on about all of it. And my, my point on, on Manning was I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, we never know what's going to happen. But th- it's a great achievement to win the AFC. You guys are fans. Four of, times. You guys are fans of teams. Like, winning the AFC is a huge moment, and especially this team in particular that's just so different. And, the, and like you mentioned with Osweiler, I, it's a great moment in Peyton Manning's history, no matter what Justifies happens. Kubiak's decision. I mean, he got killed when Osweiler was benched. And, and a lot of people were scratching their heads, and it worked because Manning played well enough to help this team win. Well, Kubiak handled it well by never closing the door on either of his quarterbacks. Greg, you were right. You were right on all accounts. I didn't want to be right about this, this entire case. game. You were completely right. Good That's what I figured it out, by the way. That's not true. Mark, you're covering the AFC in the Super Bowl, aren't you? Oh, sure. yeah. You're covering Peyton Manning, the man you thought would be completely wiped off the face well, of the earth. No, but I asked to, and I said that honestly, that we're. But Manning- that's why you're a little upset today. No, because if we're Manning in this game. I asked to cover it because whether or not you think I like Peyton Manning, no, you it's don't historical. Like Peyton Manning. It's absolutely historical. I'm not. I'm not going to begrudge what he did today. I mean, what what I don't what I don't necessarily like is the idea of people framing this as Brady versus Manning. We're not doing that in this ga- in this studio. We never have, mm-hmm. and so that's fine. I mean, it is the rest of Denver's team that are playing a big – there's four or five factors on the Broncos that are playing a much bigger role than Peyton Manning. His job is to not make mistakes, and you're absolutely right. He's not been a malcontent or been a late-period Brett Favre where it's all about him. That's not been the case with Manning, so he deserves credit for that. Well, this game is a great 
example of that it's not it is a team game because clearly the Patriots have the advantage overall at quarterback but Brady made bigger mistakes early I mean the two interceptions that he had were on Brady his passes were way more off than Manning's today I I mean his his they were his interceptions killed them in the first half he doesn't make those mental mistakes they would have that a better chance to make the comeback and when he played well in the second half. And then, like you mentioned, it's a team sport. Derek Wolf was incredible. Von Miller, who I said hasn't necessarily been playing at that J.J. Watt level, had an all-time type of game. Um, by the way, Greg, I don't know if you're interested. We looked. Um, I checked in with Foxborough. I got a feed Uh-oh. over there. I wanted to check in, just see what's going on over at the old throne of sleaze on a very difficult day in the region of New England. Uh, Brandon, do we have that? Okay, seems okay. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh. No. That's worse than before. Oh no. Wow. (laughs) That's troubling. Oh. Wait, that feels like that's just not a sports story at that point. Right, that's a massive body count. That's a major national story. International. There's probably <laughs> hundreds of people dead in that region. Millions, maybe. To be honest, when you, New England's not, you know, it's not just Massachusetts. A lot of upset Patriots fans tonight, Greg. But you know what? You Pats fans, and I started to see it again. I, by the way, all the Pats fans very quiet today. Didn't hear much in my timeline like today. That? I I was well. Respectful. That was like three hours of having your nails pulled off. Yeah, I. I mean, I mean, because from minute one, that was a tough. They game really, to they have a lot of fun when they're winning, and I didn't hear anything from them today. But you know, that's how that works. That's how it works, I guess. That's how it works. Uh, they were going for the back-to-back championship again. I mean, that would have been cool. But you gotta, I, I, I gotta go though. back to, I gotta go back to, you know, what I said last year that it was all gravy after the fourth. Does it, as a Pats fan, does the three-to-one title game thing bother you? Be honest. Yeah, a little. No, not about the title game. I mean, who cares? That's a weird line to pull. You could say playoff wins because, to me, the divisional round game in 2003 when they were the best two teams in the entire NFL and they stomped the Colts, you're, like, you're excluding that. So that's a weird one to exclude. I'm not, like, it's so not it's weird. Three. It's the highest level of AFC playoff play. And while Peyton Manning in his head-to-head matchups has faltered, typically in that high spot, never, his team I never really better. bought into that when it was when it was the Brady-Manning thing when it because the Brady had a much better team. I never brought in yeah. brought into it when it helped Brady. And now, like right now, is it, we're at a point where Brady's a much better player. The thing that bothers me more than anything is how close they they were in this game to getting back to another. And I think this is a really good, you know, it's a really good Patriots defense. I mean, the, the Broncos had 15 drives. I think they would have had a chance to win the Super Bowl. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's over. You're okay, though. What I'm saying is okay, now. you got all the wins in the bank. You got the four titles. That helps. You've even said it was gravy going into the season. Yeah, but once I think once you get back to the, once you get to the final yeah. four, then that's thrown out of the window. See, now you're you know too, what it's like to be a Yankee fan, close. by the way. That's, now you know. All you Red Sox fans all through the years, that's what it's like. You Are still you attempting win. to drive pity for Yankees fans or something? No, I'm saying <laughs> no one should pity a Yankee fan. Right. Just like nobody should pity a Patriots okay. fan. But for a year, uh, I'm not going to get it. You don't play. I forgot the Von Miller interception was one of the most amazing. The fact that he did that before all the QB hits. It's a great player, dog. It's one of the best defense, like big game defensive game performances I can ever remember. His two and a half sacks are the most in a single game in Broncos playoff history. I'm a little bit nervous about Von Miller on media. Oh, I like him. And in general, you know, a whole week of the media. I don't know if he'll. Oh, he is the least of our problems. Who do you think is the biggest problem? (laughs) Like 20 players on Carolina's (laughs) roster. Uh, I think the other 
the other journalists acting like barnyard animals at me- Super Bowl Media Day. That's the biggest concern. The worst place to ever put Chris. I don't even know why the was sending him to The West beat writer heat is going to be uh, off the charts again. I'm still mad at Can Al Leiter. Media <laughs> night. Can you just – yeah, it's a, it's a night this year. Oh. Um, can you please – don't even send West. It's just going to aggravate him. Just I, th- I can handle it. You can? I can handle it. We'll have a maybe. What was your outlier story? This is the New York <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, outlier is a former baseball pitcher who now works for the Yankee Regional Network. Yes. What happened? He muscled his way to the front of the line. Everybody's been waiting for 20 minutes to talk to Noshan Marino. And outlier big times everyone, pushes his way through, sticks the microphone in his face like he's the most important guy at the place just because, oh, I throw left-handed. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. I, I love that Maybe story I'll, just because it gets Wes. So the only thing that gets Wes more irrationally Wes. angry is when his cord uh, starts annoying him. Like, watch, <laughs> you're watching on YouTube. You Don't put it back there. Look, he starts to freak out. <laughs> look at him freak. <laughs> Don't put it back there. Hey, look, Outlighter's just representative of all the rude reporters who are there and don't need to be there. I'll have Wes write a, like, ten things that drove me crazy at media. Ooh, I kind of like that. That's good. Post. I right. think you might be 25 things that drove me crazy. Mm. So there you go. That is the AFC Championship game. Let us now move to the NFC side. This game was played in Charlotte. Home field advantage for the Panthers, of course, who are 9-0 and going into this game in their building. Make it 10-0. The, the Panthers romp the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, the team of around the NFL. 49-15 to a game. Uh, and just like last week against Seattle, Carolina jumped out to a fast start. Went up 17-0. Um, went into the half up 24-7. And then didn't look back. Poured it on in the second half, scoring 25 more points. No tight butts in this game. Uh, and the story of the game, yes, Cam Newton, just as he's done all year, every time you turn up the lights, he shines brighter. I mean, he is a special guy having a special season, four touchdowns, but there's always goat horns. Carson Palmer, this will be a hard one to shake for Carson Palmer. Four interceptions, two lost fumbles, that is six turnovers, six of the seven Cardinals turnovers, guys. Uh, so the Cardinals blown out, had their worst game of their of the season when they really needed to play their best. And the Carolina Panthers, the superior team to, again, once again, our surprise, we all thought it would be close. But Mark Sessler, the Panthers are the best team in the NFC, and I guess it wasn't close. Yeah, it wasn't close. I mean, I, for one, am stunned. I picked an overtime game, and I really thought it would be. I thought that Arizona, after what happened in Seattle in Week 17, and after having to get over the hump against Green Bay, would be locked on because that's how they've been week after week all season. But really, Carolina right now is so tuned in that I'm not sure anyone could have gone in there and touched them today. This game, at the end of the first quarter, we knew it was over. Yeah, they boat raced a bunch of teams in the second half of the season, and I thought this was their most complete game of the year coming against the second-best team in the NFL. And they not only does Cam play great and kind of entrenched himself as, as the MVP thoroughly outplaying Carson Palmer, but the defense forcing six turnovers on the opposing quarterback. Well, that's the thing. The the secondary loses Roman Harper during the game. They lose Thomas Davis to at linebacker during the game. And yet they're shutting down Larry Fitzgerald and John Brown and Michael Floyd to a combined 80 yards. The coverage is great. Kwan Short is forcing a fumble. Luke Keekley is getting a pick six. The offensive line is giving Cam Newton all day to throw. Corey Brown, in what I think was the biggest play of the game, you know, makes a defender miss, goes 86 yards. Ted Ginn's Corey making Corey Brown. Play. Everyone on this team had a hand 
in them being dominant. Halfway through the game, we were talking about what we're going to write about, and Chris was thinking, well, we might not even – he wasn't thinking that it was that special of a Cam Newton game necessarily at that point because the rest of the team had done so well. It was just like an everything Panthers game, and that that's what this team has been right now. Top to bottom, they've been the best. He, It's one of those things where – it's hard to picture them losing again. I mean, and we'll we'll have two weeks to figure out who we think is going to win or what kind of kind of game it's going to be. But doesn't it just feel like we're witnessing like a, a potentially special team that's maybe one decisive win uh, in February away from really putting himself up there? Like when you want to talk about the best teams of the Super Bowl era, maybe we talk about the Panthers in that you know maybe they're in the top five discussion because this has been really since the midpoint of the season a team that is just kicking everybody's ass, taking uh, – is it no numbers or you take numbers? When well, you, no names. You, you, what do you do with the numbers? Well, that, I like, don't know the numbers. That what? Don't need the numbers. At like a sandwich shop, you take a number. Yeah. You wait. They don't need uh, numbers because yeah. they just – Take no prisoners. Yeah, take no prisoners. And if you take some numbers, then throw the numbers on the <laughs> ground. Who cares? <laughs> because they're just destroying everyone, and these are good teams. That was the Seahawks team, a proud champion that they hung a 31-burger, Greg, on. His arms wide open in one half. Not and, a burger at 31. Okay. And then this team, the Cardinals, we love the Cardinals. They were the team of around the NFL. We can't even play right? it. Is there a sad version of it? Uh, that's depressing right now. And they made them look like a bunch of chumps. I mean, this is a special Panthers team. Not just a special Panthers team, but a special season for Cam Newton. And he's an un unstoppable force of nature, best exemplified by those back-to-back -back plays where he carried Chris Clemens for oh, a first down. Oh, that was down. sick. No yep. other quarterback in the league Absolutely. getting first down. And then he's diving over the goal line for a touchdown, Superman style, as the home crowd is chanting MVP. It was just – I think that just was a defining moment for him this season. First and goal on that, on that dive, and they run it twice. And I'm thinking to myself, you have the greatest goal line quarterback that has ever lived and smartly, they then call his number, and he does that thing where he, he jumps, and he's so big and so athletic that you think he's not in. Then they show the replay, and his, like, 14-foot arms are, like, <laughs> basically at the back of the pylon or whatever. It's, like, amazing what this guy can do. On that stiff arm play, though, that is not – that's what Arizona has been doing in multiple ways to other teams all year, which has been a Bruce Arians aggressive beat-you-up type club. And today, they looked completely lost. But it goes back to one thing. You're going to go on the road in the playoffs. Anytime your quarterback is going to have a day like Carson Palmer did, I don't care what team. You could put the 85 Bears against this Panthers team, and they would have got waxed. You cannot turn the ball over that much. But Palmer's had a bad couple weeks. Well, yeah, the, uh, as we now know for sure, like all the warning signs last week, it was all there for us against – and then when he faced higher competition on the road, it was a complete implosion. I mean, four picks, two lost fumbles. Bruce Arians uh, after the game, and it was very weird. It's so weird to see them be embarrassed and have Bruce Arians talk and be humbled the way he was. He made it very clear he did not want to hang the loss on his quarterback, uh, even though that's how history is going to remember it. Here is what Bruce Arians had to say. Carson didn't lose the damn game. Nothing wrong with his damn finger. You can keep all them questions. Um, we just didn't play well enough. Our best players especially didn't play well enough. Wes, that uh, last line directly connects with the post you wrote after the game. Right. Carson Palmer had the six turnovers. He he had the jitters again, too, it looked like. And then Patrick Peterson with the costly muff bumble when they had just scored, had a chance to take some momentum and close it to within a one-score game if they had 
if they were able to take that next drive. That was a huge fumble by Peterson. And then even Larry Fitzgerald, who Arians raved, great players play great in big games, and they flourish in the moment. He had two drops. He had one drop over the last two years combined. I think their their great players kind of shriveled in the moment. Right, and that's why as bad as Palmer was, they were never going to win, like Mark said. But it's also hard to even put it on Palmer when it's 17 nothing after the first quarter, and the Arizona defense gives up 500 yards today. So it wasn't just, okay, they're getting a short field, or okay, Luke Keekley gets a pick six. They're putting up 17 points in the first quarter. They're moving the ball up and down the field, and the Arizona pass rush was a huge problem. I think they were a little afraid – to get aggressive and blitz like crazy because Carolina was going to hit him deep. But when they didn't blitz, they had all day to throw. Even when they did blitz, they, they protected it up well on a couple of the big plays. No matter what they did, they couldn't get at Cam Newton. And when he has time, he's just going to rifle it there. So it, it was everything that the Cardinals did that didn't work. It wasn't just Palmer. Yeah, I mean, this game to me felt like when you go back to that string of 1980s, early 1990s Super Bowl, where a great team would come out of the AFC, teams like those high-scoring Bills teams, or teams like some of the Broncos teams, the Elway-led ones, where 15 minutes into the Super Bowl, forget everything you thought you knew, the game was over. There were so many big games like that that got completely out of control. This game is not exemplary for what the Cardinals are or what they would be if they played another 10 times. Everything just got out of hand in they, this game. Or if it, they played in Arizona, and that shows why right. the regular season is so big. I didn't mention it with the Pats game, but I mean that those two losses to yep. end the season, especially the one to Miami, that get, you put that game in Foxborough, who knows what happens. I'm, Carolina won number one seed by going 15-1. and one. I mean, they earned it. This game's in Arizona. Who knows if all that happens? They had a magical thing going in Carolina. They boat, roast, boat raced a lot of teams. A lot of boat racing. To especially <laughs> in the first half of these games. Every single home game, it was like a celebration. It was like the Cam Weekly party in Carolina. Uh, and that's going to anger some more housewives after another <laughs> epic uh, photo on the sideline. And I think 17 nothing this game. They get it to 17-7, and Bruce Arians said it after the game. He thought the game got away in the period at the end of the second quarter, early third quarter. So they get the touchdown. They get, I I believe, a three and out, uh, Arizona does, force the punt. Peterson muffs it. But then their defense makes a stand and gets an interception of Cam Newton, and they go back the other way, and now we're inside a minute in the first half. Carson Palmer forces one into the end zone when he had two timeouts, and they, they did not have to make that throw. It was intercepted, so that was a killer, and and, uh, and Rivera made a point to say that. And then coming out of the uh, locker room in the third quarter, he said the defense needed to set the tone and take control of the game and find a way to slow them down, and instead they laid down, and all of a sudden the game's gone. All of a sudden it's you know 24-7, 31-7, and there's no coming back. Yeah, it was an eight-minute drive to, to start the second half. I mean, every, every phase, how could you not be – so impressed and think about them as an all-time team. But I was trying to think of other teams that have had great playoff runs lately and have got us thinking that way. And I actually thought back to the season that the Panthers made the Super Bowl. That was the best Patriots team, I would say, in my lifetime in, in the playoffs. Uh, they, they came through a couple games where they played absolutely perfect. No one gave the Panthers any shot uh, in that game against the Patriots. That yeah. was just looking like a team that was on such a roll, having beaten the Colts and the Steelers, I believe, who had been playing so well. And then, you know, who knows? It ends up being a three-point game. So you, you never know, and yet I don't, who, no one's going to be. There's this weird well, image we in my head of, like, forget all the all the analysis, all we've said about Peyton Manning, that in the end this maybe just ends with him 
winning this game and going out in John Elway like fashion. Elway move with Elway. I'm just saying there's the something that just sticks with Pat me. Bowen. I've been seeing it like I just feel like maybe it doesn't it doesn't all have to make sense in the end. This no, Cam Newton's year. I like really does. Boy, yeah, you want to talk about legacy because suddenly he'd have as many Super Bowl wins as Manning and we forget what we say about Peyton, it could be Cam Newton, but this is what makes this game interesting. I'm picturing Peyton somehow winning the Super Bowl like Mark's saying and then Elway and Manning are on the podium with Terry Bradshaw or whoever, and they hand the, the trophy to Peyton, and then John Elway rips oh. it out of Peyton's hand and holds it up and goes, this one's also for John. <laughs> <laughs> that is pro- that's more probable than we realize, which is <laughs> That's not disturbing. where I thought you were going, but I like it. <laughs> I like John Elway just taking all the credit. Uh, do we think, uh, quick question, do we think the football gods will smite the Panthers for going for two up 40 to 15. Chris Wessling. No, I don't even know why they would. No. Because they went for two up 40 to 15. That was Chris great. Wessling. I loved it. Play to win. I loved it. Oh, if this any, is the NFL. Play to win. If anything, it's I, the one problem I had with Ron Rivera all day is when right after that they got another pick six. You got to go for two again and get the 50 burger. That was a you chance. Guys are gonna, a housewife is going to write about you guys in a second. This wouldn't have Bring it on. As memorable as it was that they went for two the first time around, if you went for two twice in a minute, under five minutes left, to get it to 50, it would have been one of the most – it would just would have been the most incredible. Why not? It's Bruce football. Arians understands. He wouldn't have been offended by that. We got to – let's just double back again to the Shakespeare tragedy that was Carson Palmer's game <laughs> because, I mean, I feel terrible for the guy. I really do. And I, there are a lot of people, Wes, I was – we were talking about it downstairs, people in Cincinnati, I'm sure, that uh, don't feel like That's, anybody should feel bad for Carson Palmer. Oh, they can get That's unfair it. to say. Maybe some ex-girlfriends at USC. Bengals fans know. are saying, we've seen this all before. This is the Carson Palmer. You can't blame him for getting his ACL torn up in one game. Right. And then the next game, he's playing through an elbow injury. This idea that Carson Palmer has been the same player over the last five years is untrue. He he. He didn't even have a, a strong arm his last couple of years in Cincinnati because of that elbow. Well, he also basically said he would retire than ever. My point was that he said, I'll retire before I ever play for the Bengals. I don't blame him. Well, um, he's wh- an aging quarterback, and this is going to stick with him a lot. Right. It's going to be hard for him to shake this from his legacy because he still has just now one. He's 30. He's going to be 37 next year. Gifted guy. He's probably going to be in the top 10 in most relevant offensive categories when he retires. But not only does he now have just one playoff win as he heads into his twilight, he now has one of the worst. I mean, this is right up there, uh, statistically anyway, with what Jake DeLome did for the Panthers against yeah. the Cardinals uh, eight years ago. Brian Hoyer. Ed, Brian Hoyer, Ryan Lindley a year ago. I mean, this <laughs> was an embarrassing performance. And you just you feel bad for the guys because he had such a nice season uh, and it just gets marred by this. There's Not no easy to get it. back here if you're the Cardinals. I mean, this is a season where really everything went right for them up until the last 24 hours. Well, Dr. Seuss uh, created a word for just this situation, Carson Palmer. Debaculous fiasco. Mm, that's bad. Oh, speaking of which, I did reach out to um, uh, somebody over in the uh, Carson Palmer Legacy Foundation. And I just wanted to get some comment for the podcast. This is what they had to say. A thriving foundation. Oh, no, God! <laughs> No, God, please, no, 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 no. So, and then he hung up. <laughs> I wouldn't count the Cardinals out. Wait, you, I mean, that was a big They're get. They're done. Why are, you, why are you moving on? That was a big get. Dan, a tough, maybe what? a tough time to place that phone the call. Legacy but that was the Legacy Foundation guy? That was the chairman. That was Carl Sassler, uh, no relation to Mark, 
of the Carson Palmer not. Legacy Foundation, and you're just gonna, you know, gl- you know, glance over it. That's like, that's like a nonprofit. He he's available all the time. Respect my bits, Greg. Come on. <laughs> Let's get to the heart of this. I didn't know it was ongoing. That's gonna be a drop on gogetmylunch.org. Respect yeah. my bits, Greg. <laughs> I felt I'm all right. Go ahead. Says the guy who started that whole segment by going, I feel bad for Carson Palmer. (laughs) But oh, by the way, I'm setting up a huge bit that's going to a little bit of uh, Machio Magnifico. All right. Machio's very existence. A little bit. A little bit. Well, maybe maybe it's it's my heartstrings uh, talking here because it was tough to watch the team of ATL go down like this, especially after uh, the team of. Myself, is, the is, team of Rosenthal goes down right before that. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I, and I want to believe that this team is loaded and that they w- would have a chance to come back next year. And they are they are pretty loaded. I mean, it's a different feeling than Denver, which is such a strange team to be in the Super Bowl where you like know the quarterback's going to change next year. I, 36 is not a death sentence. You're always going to be worried, though, no matter – it'll be like the Bengals were this year. If the if the Cardinals are eleven and three, people are just going to see, yeah, well, but is Carson Palmer going to blow it in the playoffs? He, he basically is going to have to get back and, no. and, er, and erase that. That's a fair and, assessment. And Mark, you Mark made the good point, which is, you never want to not win the championship in your season where everything went right. Uh, it, it just this everything seemed primed for this to be Arizona's year. For it to end and end this way, it's just like you you it's, you must be looking up at the mountain. And you know the Arian said it after the game. It's you know their whole thing is Super Bowl or bust now, and that comes with a lot of weight too. If you when you come out and say that, when that's the doctrine within the organization that if you don't have the confetti falling on you, uh, you you basically blew it. That's a lot. You know they go into next season knowing that that's tough. That's well, a they, tough spot. the problem is they ran into a team that had even more go right for them in Carolina, and so it was a tough year to be the second best team. In they the need NFC. a pass rusher. Well, not yeah, not to mention yeah. they they're stuck in a division with the most dominant team of the last 4 years and the potential future team of around the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, stop that. Not in a million no. years. I feel like we're going to be Why told not? by a shadowy league figure that they have to be our team of eight. The that, Culver City Rams. <laughs> if that uh, Jeff Fisher from Culver City if the, the Rams really? are yeah. ever, yes, if the Rams are ever the team around the NFL, you'll know that we sold out. No, I think it, it could happen <laughs> organically. If they, get, if they got rid down. of Jeff Fisher and got a quarterback. They're in our backyard, baby. We have some, you know, listeners, I'm sure, from St. Louis. We can't do that to them. Well, how, this is L.A.'s team for 49 years before right. they were in St. Louis. All right. They belong to L.A. Dan right. has made a strong statement. I'm going to go along with our host. Wait a second, because you have teams that, at a principle, you'll never make the team of ATL. This is right. mine. Uh, uh, why? Uh, against you and Greg, I'm declaring vengeance when it comes <laughs> to the team of ATL. This is by hey, far the earliest team of ATL discussion ever. Yeah, you're welcome oh, for nine. saving you three from the 49ers in week one when you guys were in love with them. Oh, I, I did not. I was not on board with that. Yeah, I was the only one who voted against it. I don't believe that. Check the tape. All right. <laughs> So that's the NFC Championship game wrap-up. Any final words on that game? I can't believe it happened the way it did. Poor Carson Palmer. <laughs> what a hideous game. Six turnovers? It was awful. Focus on the positive. It was Corey Brown's greatest moment. Well, it's a sports writer's dream because, as you mentioned, by halftime we were like, Greg's doing this, Dan's doing this, Wes is going to write this, Mark is going to write this, everyone else is eating pizza. Have a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like the idea that the rest of the newsroom is just eating while we're I think working. Well, I'm just saying that, that you know. I think we've gotten uh, maybe another candidate in the reasons for Mark's aggravation. 
he has not eaten in 17 hours. I'm actually like I think the number one reason I feel am starting to feel aggravated is that I'm not aggravated, but I've been told <laughs> 23 or 24 times that I am. That would do the trick. Thank you. <laughs> well, usually we're pretty good when we sense it. That's all. Yeah, you are. Like, I mean, we, we, you know, today I would say I'm workmanlike and I am doing my duties the best I can. <laughs> Fair Let's or John, why are we discussing? Fair enough. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I am looking forward to some glowing Peyton Manning pieces from Denver headquarters. Well, I'm going to prove anyone that thinks that I am going to treat them in a different way or a negative way. I'm going to prove them all wrong <laughs> because I don't go into a situation like this and not get wow. the Sessler best. And it's going to be a workmanlike effort. That is exactly right. Well, I'm not going to bury Peyton Manning. Who's going to apologize the- to him when you see him for, for what? what? You know, well, Wes should go with you that day. For what? Suggesting that he wasn't as good as he could have been or he's not the same quarterback for much of the That's year? That's not Still hide true. From the That's truth. a rare writer move that no, nobody believed in me as a writer <laughs> going into the game. Oh, if Listen, I, I, I'm going to write some articles that are really positive. Well, and for all no. the haters out there who said I couldn't do That's it. That's right. It's already been advertised that I'm <coughs> essentially going to write like 18, you know, killer hate pieces on Manning. Not actually true on any level. How about this? Like, believe man. Believe Manning. <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea Possibly. of eventually Mark getting to a point where every one of your stories has the headline with "Believe" in it somewhere. <laughs> I like that. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about. Um, we made some prop bets, of course, as yeah. we do. Um, go get my lunch, filth bag. Still working on a I name. Like it. We had a and a uh, soundbite. We had a yeah. name, and uh, you know our sponsor Scott Trade wouldn't know. But wow, look! We also have a special graphic. Oh, look at that! Watching us on uh, wow, I like watching that. us I, on the YouTube. old Zeuser, the old face of Go Get My Lunch. I like that. It's no, no gray in the hair back then. We used to have you know another <laughs> word in the title, and it was inappropriate. We certainly couldn't have attracted a sponsor like Scott no. Trade when we had. It Go shows Get My how Lunch. we've we've grown, and so we've been searching since then for for a. A moniker to add to the end, and you're still searching. We kowtow to sponsorship. Sometimes we do that. Um, let's go over them now. Mark, you said that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady will throw at least four interceptions combined. Tom Brady threw two. Peyton Manning did not throw an interception. You lost sandwiches to, I believe, the room. To everyone. I mean, it was looking good. I was getting a lot of tweets because you know, it was early that those picks came, and – then all the turnovers dried up. All right. So, Mark. I'm paying. 0-3 there. Chris Wessling, the Cardinals trio of Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, Michael Floyd, more total yards than the entire Denver offense. And Denver's offense did not light it up. 244 yards mm, total. That's such a low number. Yeah. 15 <laughs> drives, by the way. 15. That's a, that's 75 a ga- punts. That's a game and a half, 15 drives. Arizona, though, they uh, those three uh, players only totaled 90 yards receiving. Who took them up on it? Did I? Ever, I think everybody did. I think we all did. Good. Yeah. To the guy who tweeted me saying that didn't even make sense, why would you – pick that it made all the sense in the world the Broncos have one of the worst offenses in the NFL this year and the Cardinals have one of the best wide receivers typical you, game you would have won it Take was a hike buddy it was an onion hanger you know that's a risky you one. even on a day like today where they had a not a very good day you would have to have a big day from those three right guys, if, it, you if, could if we it. just made predictable propositions it would be a horrible well, game yeah you'd be a Dan so take a hike tweeter <laughs> uh well since you brought me up I didn't not think mine well, nobody took me up on it but I remember Wes actually saying at the time that was a good one Cam Newton will have more total touchdowns than Gronk, Edelman, and Amendola. 
I thought that the Panthers would score a lot of points. I thought the Patriots wouldn't score a lot of points. You're right about that. And it was four to one, Cam Newton. But no one took me up on it, so I won no sandwiches. I think we agreed with you. Well, I good yeah. statement, but we agreed. Yeah, and I I've realized Dan has gone next level. He realizes the way to win this game is to make picks that are heavy favorites. No one takes him up on it, and then it's a zero zero. He he's gonna win this round because he just went with a safe. Easy, opposite of onion hanging type of pick. Whatever, bro. Never hangs his <laughs> onions anymore. No. Doesn't matter to me. The onions are. On he did shelf. when he had the photo behind him when he, you know, yeah. looked like a high school child with all completely <laughs> exactly. dark black hair. Greg, Carson Palmer will have more total yards. <laughs> than, yeah, go ahead with your onion hangers. Have a fun time with it. Carson Palmer will have more total yards than Cam Newton. Final tally: three eighty-two to two thirty-five. Not good. Uh, I took you up on that. Did you guys? I think Mark did too, but I did not. I may have. I mean, he almost threw more yardage to the Panthers than Cam Newton did. <laughs> so, final uh, tally for this round, old Zeuser goes 3-0. and Well, and he picked up some others too, right? Or no? No. no. Get oh, that's right. And what would you do, Mark, then? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I lost the one, and I think I won. You went 0-3, and then you won But I won two. this one and two. So what? You went 2-3. 2-3. Two and three. Two and three. It's a terrible You were 1-3, I believe, Wes, because you didn't Correct. Take I would have been two and two. I would have escaped. Two and two. Would have escaped without it. What does that mean? I have to buy three sandwiches and I'm bought two? I'd rather just buy one and not have any. We'll just add it to the standings. uh, Nick Fortier at gogetmylunch.org. I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl version where Dan predicts the winning team has more points than the losing (laughs) team. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You see your lead slipping away. Are you in first in this? I don't know. I think you are. I think you are. We were in a virtual flat foot tie. There you go. We're all close. Show some respect to the hard-charging Zeus. It's been a tough day for me. I got to take what I can. Just All-time standings. Make fun of you. Wes at 54 and 46. So now, Wes, well, you guys can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that is not compelling Great radio. Right now. <laughs> Great TV. 51 and 44, Zeus are now zooming up the, the power rankings. All right. Finally, before we get out of here, might as well – Take a quick peek ahead at the Super Bowl. Yes, the Denver Broncos, who are now 14-4. and four, Is that correct? Sure, sure, yeah. Against the 16, no, 17-1 17. Oh. Carolina Panthers. And what you, I think, I'll start here, I think it will be a competitive Super Bowl uh, because I do believe that Denver, now you get two weeks, you, get, you rest up. That defense got a ton of energy, a ton of confidence. I think they will not let Carolina – no, I can't talk myself into it. I think the Panthers, it's going to be a coronation, guys. I really do. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to jump out ahead again and have a big win. It won't be close. Mm. And Peyton Manning's career ends with another Super Bowl blowout. That's my initial thoughts on the game. Mm. I think this is the Panthers' year. All right, no one has to listen to the next five shows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all been revealed. I – I'm annoyed at the Falcons more than anything, that they robbed us from a great story of the Panthers being undefeated going into this game. Wouldn't that just be – I just would be Who so did much – the Falcons, right? Yeah, yeah the Falcons, they, I would be so much more – I'm excited for this game uh, on a You're matchup so right. type of level. You know, I'm not because the Patriots aren't in it, but there are great storylines. But, man, it would be cool if they were undefeated. Yeah, for the Panthers to undress the Seahawks – and Cardinals like they just did, that's extremely impressive to me. I think they should be heavily favored in this game. And then It's not a home game, though. Go, but look at the quarterbacks. One guy is so dynamic, he's taking over games, and the other guy, you have to hide him. 
Yeah, I mean, two weeks in a row, Carolina's jumped out to a big lead, and there's no reason to think they couldn't jump out to a quick lead again against a team like Denver. That well, is Denver's when I get defense would be the reason. If sure, they, have to, they need sure. a close game. They if do. It's a Denver shootout, out there in trouble. That's the thing. I mean, if this if this follows the script of the last couple of wins for the Panthers, then you'd have a hard time imagining Denver's offense mining their way back into that thing. They've got to play them the same way they did New England, which is get to Cam Newton and lay a hurt on him. Not easy to do. This is not New England's offensive line. Well, it's such a different matchup, but if we believe that the Broncos' defense has the special qualities to come up with one great game plan, and Wade Phillips had a great tweet after the game. Last year I was out of work, and now I'm heading to the Super Bowl. You know, if one reason why I had some confidence in the Patriots if they had made the Super Bowl you always give Bill Belichick a chance with a couple of weeks, but I think maybe you got to give Wade Phillips a chance with a couple of weeks bum. and all of those players at all three levels of the defense to come up with something that can slow down this incredible that, Panthers attack. It's gr- it will be a fun game either way because you have the Panthers a potentially all-time type team, and then on the other side you have the just the drama that we'll have building for two weeks, what could be Peyton Manning's final game ever. Just the idea if they did uh, pull off the upset – because uh, I think a lot of people are going to pick the Panthers, that he has a chance, like we said, to do the Elway. I mean, it could be going out as a champion. That would be, that would be if you want to, if you're into like who's the greatest quarterback ever. I think Brady definitely surged ahead based on last year. But if Manning able can win a Super Bowl, that I mean, that's great for the resume. What a build on that is. Get into it. Get into it. Come on, Greg. <laughs> I think they go. This one's for Pat. Pat Bowling, not there. They're gonna do it. This one's also for John. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think Dan's scenario is far more attractive. Yeah, it's right. also very strange and bizarre, and I like it. <laughs> um, I think we've said it all. Oh, by the way, the uh, the one last thing. Uh, when I knew that the the Panthers, uh, you know, had the game in hand, and you when they were the crowd was getting more and more wild, and you knew it was a total celebration. When they came back from commercial on Fox, and this is what we heard. Crowd going nuts because they're <laughs> rude. I, great job by the people at the stadium in Charlotte. What is it, Wes? What? The Charlotte oh. Panther Stadium. M&T Bank Stadium? I don't know. Bank yeah. of America. Bank, Bank of America. Come on, Wes. It's a Ravens. I mix up my banks. The crowd going nuts. Never mix it up with Scott Trade. Uh, crowd going nuts. Sandstorm's playing. Gotta love it. So... That's, I just love when Sands. Good for Carolina. Them. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the Sunday night edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday. Full week of shows. No football, but full week of shows. And then we head to San Francisco. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and B-Man behind the glass. Till Tuesday. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.